Well, hello there. It's Dee, and today we're going to talk about preparing yourself for transformation, the caterpillar files. So um, one of the things you may have noticed on some of these blogs or vlogs or podcasts is I like to tell stories and I love to use metaphors. So comparing one thing to another thing to make you think about it in a different way. I love, love, love that. And so often in my work, I use the idea of a caterpillar and then the potential to become a butterfly. So that's what we're going to use today to talk about this idea of transformation. Okay, ready? Ready. Okay, so, oh, hair, you know how that goes. So the first question I want to address is what is transformation? Because transformation is one of those words that's getting tons of attention nowadays, right? So along diversity and along with change. So the frequency of its use can cause a lot of people to like roll their eyes. I mean, isn't it just another one of those things like mm, feminist or social justice or like new agey things that'll, that'll go away if we just ignore them long enough. So leaving aside for the moment, the problematic nature of that whole notion that difference or change is to be poo-pooed or it's like bad, think about why transformation might be getting the airplay that it is right now. So my personal theory is that the world has reached a sort of tipping point. We thought it might be at the millennium, right? At the year 2000, but we were, I think maybe 20 years off the mark. At the risk of sounding new agey, I guess the way I look at it is I can, I can feel it in my bones, like in my cells, like something big is happening with or without our permission. But what's most important is the feeling that we can actually at this moment in time affect real transformative change. The kind that changes the world for the better in massive, previously unheard of ways. So I guess that's what I mean when I say transformation. The change from a, a previous form to a new one that bears no resemblance to its progenitor, to what came before. So of course, transformation can go in all kinds of directions. So decomposition is transformation and so is a bowel movement and both are useful, but neither arguably pleasant. So my transformation personally and, and philosophically as, as my work with my clients and as a coach, so it's towards a more positive, pleasant, authentic, fulfilling, remarkable existence. And I'm talking small T transformation, although sometimes clients go through big T transformations too. You just, you never know, right? So let's talk a little bit about this idea of caterpillars and butterflies. So I don't know about you, but the metamorphosis from a caterpillar to a butterfly has always blown my mind. I mean, how? How? Like the caterpillar seemingly turns to mush and then rebuilds itself into something shockingly beautiful with an entirely other mode of existence. I mean, sure, tadpoles become frogs, but come on. And that's probably why I've been drawn to butterflies as a metaphor for myself and for my work. 
I'm, I've pushed myself through my own transformation alone. And it was, <clears throat> it was excruciating. I figured that no woman should have to do this by herself, unless of course she wants to, and it's her choice because I'm all about choice. So I personally would have loved to have some support, like a tour guide, someone to share strategies and assure me that I wasn't losing my ever loving mind. Every woman starts as a girl and every girl is born to be a butterfly, not in a girly way, but it does not automatically follow that girls become women who become butterflies. Many, many go from girls to women and from women to death as a caterpillar. And many don't even dream of being anything other than a caterpillar. Or if they do, they think they, that becoming a, a butterfly is for other caterpillars. Maybe you think that yourself. But hear me now. You were born to be a butterfly. So the argument I hear. I'm a 50-year-old caterpillar. My butterfly potential is gone. And do you know how many times I've heard that? It's probably one of the saddest things I hear in my work. So this entrenched belief that so many women have that they've somehow been left behind, that they've, they've lost hope for a different life as a butterfly. And, and that, you know, these stories, they brought me to tears more than once. So you might be wondering what these women think has been lost. So here's a short list. Um, they haven't traveled. They have never lived alone. Um, they've never dared to not go to church or a faith celebration. They've never defended themselves. They haven't spoken up about something they believe in or care about, or they've let other people talk over them and about them forever. They, they haven't left a soul-sucking job to follow a big dream. They haven't dare to try something they've always dreamed of doing for fear of failure or rejection, like learn ballroom dancing or writing a book or starting a charity or, or going back to school. They haven't asked others in their lives to take care of themselves. So like a good example is with kids, right? The parent, the mom who just keeps caring for her kids forever in a way that is not exactly functional or being stuck in a career that isn't what she imagined or planned or has never just been able to be at a moment's peace feels like a failure for not being married and or not having a child feeling like a frumpy boring useless human because her only worth is in mother and homemaker and now the kids are leaving or always subsuming her goals and aspirations to someone else's her mates or whomever's her kids never getting to be the leader because of any number of factors, never dresses like she wants to, never believing in herself enough to do something hard, lost her sense of humor, living with no purpose, health and wellness are starting to falter, living a life that they never really chose. You and I could go on and on, couldn't we? This list is nothing new, and it's certainly not limited to 50-year-old women, not by a long shot. So over and over, I talk to women and work with women who are so afraid 
of the power of their own thoughts and feelings that they can't get past this to see the true goal, their potential, the possibility. And the woman who thinks her butterfly opportunity is gone has largely attached her worth to her youth. And that's the biggest problem, really. So here's the truth, though, in my opinion. Okay, so here's the thing. For as much as the world has changed, it has largely stayed the same, hasn't it? But more precisely, I mean that we still hold this sort of 1960s version, well, 50s, whatever, pick, pick an era. It's a long sort of history. Um, this era, or sorry, this reality that a person's pathway is determined in their 20s, and then they play it out from there. It's sort of a pick and play model, but it's generally some variation of <clears throat> get an education, get a job, get a house, get a mate, get a family, and die. So in between, there might be living and grandparenting or retirement, but it's a pre it's pretty straightforward, right? Maybe a business, maybe travel, maybe illness, a lot of Netflix and nachos, at least nowadays. So underneath all of that is the notion that women have three phases. You may have heard of this before, the maiden, the mother, and the crone. And we've been told in myriad ways that the only use we might have after mother is grandmother. There aren't any other choices. And while we know that that's not strictly true, we still embrace and embody the idea. And that's what the 50-year-old who thinks her butterfly days have passed is buying into a worth that is defined by contributions to an immediate and extended family. So in our collective past, the opportunities to live long lives weren't guaranteed by any margin. If we did survive motherhood, and that definitely wasn't guaranteed, once we couldn't have children, we were still expected to care for children, <clears throat> as in our model, the crone. I mean, what else were we good for? And if we missed the motherhood train, then we just skipped from maiden to crone, passing briefly through wrinkled raisin and frigid bitch on our way to old maid. We've got stories of women being witches, shamans, priestesses, wild, wise women and wild women, um, oracles and the like. But those are not the rule. They are the exception. And we all know that the stories of, uh, we know the stories of how those powerful women were frequently punished, right? By death. So historically hasn't always paid to step outside the mother maiden crone, the MMC model. <clears throat> so here we are in the year 2021 and those 50 year old non-butterfly women, well, they're still operating in many cases from the MMC frame of mind. They've somehow come to believe that there's a best before date stamped on their lives and that it's now just one long caterpillar slog to the finish line. Bullshit. So what we need to start thinking about is managing our mindset. So chances are really quite good that you'll go on to live a longer life than your parents and longer than your male partner if you go in for that sort of thing. You've got a lot of life left. And while you may want to golf and play bridge and paint or whatever, maybe you're more like my grandmother-in-law. So when she lost her husband and then her youngest son in her early 50s, she bought a round-the-world ticket. And then when she came home, 
She volunteered her face off and went on to win the Governor General's office, that's in Canada, the Sovereign Medal for Volunteers. She was born and raised in a small prairie town and finished her days in that very same town, but she butterflied the shit out of that life. Golf and bridge and whiskey included. So while she was exceptional, she doesn't have to be exceptional. And by that, I mean that nowadays, more than ever, we can all be butterflies after 50 or 35 or 45 or 65 or 75, you get the point. Women who've moved past the motherhood years, or even if they're in the middle of them, but aren't gonna go down that path, um, are primed, primed to become the key players in this new and transforming world. We are the hidden power the world needs to reinvent itself. We've never had a voice. Now we can, this is our chance. So by the time we reach these ages that I'm talking about, we're ripe for transformation, which kind of sounds gross if I'm being honest. But you know, we've learned, we've struggled, we've tried, we've failed, we've seen dreams come true and others change or fall by the, way, the wayside. We've, we've loved, we've lost, we've done some living, which is why 20 year olds can't be butterflies yet, no matter how many selfies they have taken. But being a caterpillar who's ready doesn't mean that you're going to transform. You need a plan. I mean, can you get through without a plan? Yeah, if you're lucky. So the plan will require some tough steps, just like the caterpillar and its chrysalis. You will need to explore, ask, challenge, question, debate, choose, demand, release, sleep, fall, rise, and crumble, and much more. It will be hard it will be worthwhile. Just imagine flying. So do you have a plan? Can you make a plan? And if you make a plan, can you enact it? Can you be accountable to it? Are you strong enough on your own? Maybe you are. Or maybe like me, you really wish you had some support, guidance, tools, strategies, and community. So I challenge you. Are you a caterpillar? Are you willing to become a butterfly? What needs to change for you to transform? So if you're interested in exploring more, you can always go to the Tea with Z website. We got lots of stuff going on there. You can find a lot of those strategies and support and community in that space. But whatever you choose, I encourage you, go fly. Until soon, my friends. Whew.